0: go for the front. Buy low, sell high. Fear, bless the other guy's problem. Biz Talk Radio is proud to bring you Investor's Edge with Gary Kolb. Straight talk about you and your money. You can reach Gary now at 877-747-EDGE. That's 877-747-3343. Here's your host, Gary Kolb. And welcome once again to Investor's Edge. I'm Gary Kulp. I'm your host, today. Thanks for being with us today. Glad you're here, ladies and gentlemen. Happy that you are listening. It is uh, June 5th, Wednesday, 2019, and we're going to discuss the markets. We're going to discuss the economy. We're going to discuss the socialists. We're going to discuss everything that affects you and us and all points in between, but first – if you do not get this show in your city, go to GaryK.com. You listen live or Archive. We're live 6.06 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday. Also at GaryK.com. You can follow me on Twitter. Just press the button. Go to Twitter at GaryColpom. You can email me. Just be nice. Read our commentary, articles. We post. If you'd like to hear what we're doing, like to hear what you're doing. Press the money management button. Press the subscribe button to get our notes direct to you. And the email service, one month free at GaryK.com. Check it out. Also, this Saturday I'll be at the uh, Financial Fest in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. I will be speaking – listen carefully – all my Scottsdale Phoenixites, I'll be speaking at 9 a.m. They're moving me around like uh, a goldfish in your little whatever goldfish are in. You got that? 9 a.m. And if I figure out where it's at, I know it's the Embassy Suites in Scottsdale. Give me a moment I'll have it all for you. But I hope to see everybody there. I'll be my, doing my usual whining and complaining and all that crap. That's what we do, we whine and complain here. We know that. But ladies and gentlemen, we have a lot to whine and complain about, sorry. It's the nature of the beast. And by the way, it will be at the Embassy Suites Hilton, Scottsdale. Okay? If I can find out the rest of it, it would help. Uh I'm looking for an address. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Yeah, I'll get it free before the show's over. Alright, ladies and gentlemen. In flarks. What? In flarks. Say what? In flarks. The symbol is IFRX. In flarks. Stock closed at $3.06 today. $3.06. The problem? It was down thirty-four dollars and twenty-three cents today. Last I looked, that's down ninety-one, ninety-two percent today. And the stock was fifty-three bucks four weeks ago. Now what do I care about in Flarks? I didn't even heard of the stock before today. Well, it goes into our little record books, Gary's List of biotechs with no sales that should have never even gone public, dropping 50% or more overnight because the drug did not work. Now, Influx came public at $15 in November of 2017, did a secondary offering at around $35 in May of 2018, putting more stock on the market. And it doesn't matter what they're trying to figure out or what they're trying to find or discover. The stock had a market cap. A market cap of a billion dollars with no sales. And just development stage. It was down 91%. And I bring this up because uh, today in Flarks, uh, Suntrust downgraded it from a buy to a hold. Suntrust had it as a buy. And they lowered their target to 5 bucks down from I gather 50. JP Morgan went from an overweight to an underweight, lowered their target to 9 bucks. BMO Capital Markets went from an outperform to a market perform. What does a market perform means? Down 91% a market perform? Robert Baird went from an outperform to a neutral. Why do I bring this up? Because I can't stand Wall Street. That an analyst would have buy recommendations on a company that didn't even sell a glass of lemonade at a lemonade stand. And there's ordinary people that own this stock. And those ordinary people will be part of class action lawsuits against these companies for putting buy recommendations on companies with absolutely nothing but trying to develop a drug. This is probably mm, the 200th stock in the last 20 years that we have mentioned on this show. And excuse my French, it really pisses me off. Because it does not get enough news. It does not get enough people upset. It does not get the regulators saying, What the hell are you doing? You know, when I started in this business in the 80s, I was in the penny stock business. We used to bring companies public at 5 cents and 10 cents. But I got news for you. Those companies had 3 or 4 million bucks in revenues. Do you know how many biotechs they have brought public with no sales? Do you know how many other companies they have brought public with no sales? Tons. Tons. And it irritates the hell out of me. So I hope none of you had it. And we hope you are checking out what you own. And very simple. What kind of sales? If they don't have any sales, you know. I got a cold call today from somebody wanting me to get into a company that was developing something, cannabis. How much sales do they have? Oh, we don't have any. So why are you calling me to invest? Well, uh-uh. Another guy called me that said they had these silver coins that they're selling to me for 50, 50 cents on the dollar. I asked him why I was so special. He goes, What? I said, why am I so special and why are you calling anybody? Why don't you just sell them for the dollar on the dollar and double your money? Why call me? They put the manager on the phone. The manager says, well, we're trying to get clients. to go, no, you're not. You're trying to screw me. There's no such animal as calling somebody up and telling them we're going to sell you something, but it's worth double when we sell it to you. Can I sell it for double? The guy told me to F off. Hung up. Anyway, Wall Street and some of the people involved on Wall Street. And notice, I mentioned some very big names on the stock. They don't care, you know. It's just a footnote for them. It's just a footnote. And usually, these class action lawsuits—you ever see what happens? Yeah, you win them, and you get three cent check. Oh yeah, you got a thousand shares. You lost. Uh, thir- you lost thirty grand. Now we're going to send you ten dollars. Anyway, pick your poison. Know what you're in, and make sure you can handle it. Up next, full market wrap, slash the Fed, and much more. I'm Gary. This is the one and only Investor's Edge. It's time to switch on the integrator units and get the brain cells working. You're listening to... Hey, this promises to be fun. Investor's Edge. The last bastion of quality programming. With Gary Kultbaum. It doesn't get better than this. So... How do I move on from inflarks? You just do it. Ladies and gentlemen, I promise you on the back half of this show, we will do all markets. I will cover everything. We can just tell you straight up front, the Fed pivoted again yesterday, and that's where we pivot with them. Any pullbacks now are buyable until we say otherwise. Remember – the Fed moved the markets off the lows in December, January. They're doing it again now. They can't stand markets going down. This has nothing to do with the economy. It is all to do with markets. They are nothing but market watchers now. The Fed. But in a minute. Today, or yesterday... Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts proposed an economic program of aggressive intervention on behalf of American workers, suggesting that as president she would invest $2 trillion in climate-friendly industries over a decade, create a new cabinet-level Department of Economic Development, even manipulate the dollar to promote exports. She's calling it economic patriotism. She is complaining that companies, if they can make a nickel by sending your job somewhere else, they'll do it. Many of Ms. Warren's spending proposals rely on instituting tax hikes on America's richest individual and corporations, and some critics have said she is promising voters things that are undeliverable. Ladies and gentlemen, we measure our words here. We measure our words. We're very careful with our words. We really are. Only one time did we say a four-letter word on this show in 21 years, and it was by accident. And when we, every now and then, call somebody a moron or an imbecile, it's typically only the politicians. I've gone after a couple of my uh, sports teams. But it's the politicians. What we are seeing out of these presidential candidates is beyond any of my nightmares. Barack Obama is a conservative compared to what we are seeing from these nightmares. They're insane. They really do. Want to control every part of your life? Do you know in California they had this big confab and a couple of moderates said we can't have socialism all the day and the people that were there were booing them? That socialism good good. I keep saying to myself, just give me five minutes with these people and just let me t- say to you, don't you realize with socialism, you as an individual, you're giving up your rights to just a, 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 a few people as well as your money, as well as your decision-making. That's what you want? Huh? What? Huh? What? So Elizabeth Warren left of socialism. Next, Bernie Sanders. Communist Bernie Sanders. I have no problem with calling him a communist. I'd say it to his face. He's a communist. Now, we're not calling him a communist like Stalin or Castro that imprisons. We call him an economic communist. He's insane. He wants... Everybody to share everything you make, but first give it to him and then he'll dole it out. A communist. So he goes to Walmart shareholder meeting and he wanted to crash it, but Walmart said, No, you don't have to crash it. Come on in. We'll let you speak. And he was just, you know, Walmart this and Walmart that, and you don't pay enough. Screw you, you communist dictator. Telling the greatest job-creating machine in history what to do from a person that's never created a job or a dime of wealth. Telling him what to do. Who the hell does this guy think he is? Oh, that's right. I'm a uh, senator. You're from Vermont. It's like five square yards. I like Vermont, by the way. Ben and Jerry's is there. Yeah, Ben and Jerry's a communist also the owners but they make very good ice cream and they have very good skiing there, Smuggler's Notch other places but I'm not done Cory Booker, another presidential candidate listen to me carefully and please understand where I'm coming from a proposal to subsidize renters what? yes, he will give you money if you rent an apartment what? Ladies and gentlemen, just what the hell is going on here? When did it become everybody is a victim? Now renters, students, eh, we're going to give you money. Renters, we're going to give you money. The poor, the downtrodden, the children, we're going to give you money. The the proposal, we're going to give you $1,000 a year when you get born to the age of 18. We're just going to give it to you. But of course, they're not giving it. It's the taxpayer. If you add up all these proposals... There ain't enough money for the next thousand years to pay what they want to do in ten years. These socialist, authoritarian dictators. And Biden came out and just plagiarized everybody else. So I can leave that be. Now you know I'm no fan of Trump. And I think he's nuts on these tariffs and I think it's a bluff. He's lying again. He's saying it's not a bluff. It's a bluff. It ain't going to happen. He won't get elected, reelected if elected he, if he does it. Ain't gonna happen. But Trump is a walk in the park compared to these people. An absolute walk in the park. These people are maniacs. They're maniacs. That said, up next, as promised, full market wrap. Lots more. I'm the maniac. This is the one that only invest with Ed. To. america is talking investors edge he's got to be big with that the crowd is just on his feet here he's a cinder around a boy yeah. with gary call highly recommended you're gonna feel better if you talk to him <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can stop the music now thank you no really you can stop the music thank you very good I like Boston like everybody else. Um, So uh, whatever I tell you – by the way, we're doing the show live today. It's actually uh, 6.35 p.m. Eastern time. So whatever I tell you right now, we have to add in that Dow futures are down about 125 points in the aftermarket. I'll explain in a second. Yeah, about a half percent. S&P half percent. Uh, Yeah, about six-tenths of a percent on the uh, NASDAQ. Um, We have been waiting for – there was a meeting between Mexico and the United States on these tariffs, and everybody was getting excited for something to get done. We are getting word now that nothing got done today. That's the word we're getting. So futures are down. So whatever I tell you about today, recognize that – and that can change overnight, but just letting you know. Uh, The Market Wrap is brought to you by investment-models.com. That's Jim Rohrbach, one of the great market timers. No gray areas with the man you're either in or out of the market with his proprietary indicators. Go check it out, investment-models.com. Now remember, the market's been correcting. S&P down 7, NASDAQ down 10 or 11, and a lot of things just smoked. A lot of stocks smoked. Combination of interest rates on the long end have been coming down and there's been worry about uh, slowdown in economic growth. And we got an ADP number on jobs today, which was a pitiful number. So we'll see. Uh, That's open to conjecture. And we'll get more numbers as we move forward. Uh, But then the Fed stepped in yesterday and they changed their stance again. Every time in the last 10 years the market's gone through corrections, the Fed either floats a trial balloon. If that don't work, goes with the rhetoric and if that don't work, the actual move. And I expect the Fed to lower rates. If not this meeting, which is the next couple of weeks, it'll be in July. No, really. That's what's going to happen. So the Fed steps in, and we'll just see what comes of it. All we can tell you is when they stepped in last, uh, in December, Christmas Eve day, the market was getting hit again. Then around the close, we get the floated rumors And by the way, rumors are not accidental that the Fed may be changing their stance. Because before that day, just so you know, the Fed raised rates on the 19th of December. And they said we'd have three or four more rate hikes in 2019. Well, they they floated right around Christmas. Well, we're looking to change our stance to be more patient. In other words, forget those rate hikes. And the market bopped. And then on January 4th at 10 a.m., Powell's on TV, confirms it. Yeah, we're now going to be patient. And that had nothing to do with the economy. First quarter GDP was 3.2%. They don't want the market going down because they know what they've created. And, you're, and listen, you can believe me or not believe me. Okay, It's my opinion. They know what they've created. They've created a powder keg. They've created a time bomb. And I use the terminology all the time, and that is every data point every economic statistic every asset price whether it's stocks bonds art gold silver antique cars what e- real estate is based on 250 trillion dollars of global debt by the way that's a real number easy money around the globe printing of money around the globe to the tune the guesstimate, depending on your rusty abacus, 20 to $25 trillion, still have negative rates in Europe and Japan. They crap in their pants here about 2.5%. China easing like easing can't – wow. And it's all off that. And, you know, I was listening to the esteemed Ken Fisher, big-time money manager today, was on with Neil Cavuto, And I was listening on satellite, driving home, and I heard him say, the amount of debt doesn't matter. It's how much you can service the debt. And I'm saying to myself, I respectfully disagree with Ken Fisher. The amount of debt is everything. And he said something about how we can cover it. Yeah, okay. But what happens if one day the economy heads south? You know what happens to the debt? It explodes because revenues get shot to hell. And what happens if, whoa, interest rates spike, meaning the interest rate market takes out the big middle finger and shoots it right back at these central banks that have been controlling these rates forever and says, ha-ha. So we disagree on that. And then God only knows. And, you know, I don't even think God does know. How much derivatives and leverage is in the system? Again, we do know it's a lot more than it was in 08. And we do know Wall Street did not learn their lesson of leverage and debt and derivatives. If you don't know what derivatives are, just Google the words derivatives. And you'll see what they are. And you will know that what brought the house down in 08 was the leverage. If there wasn't the leverage and the derivatives and the counterparty crap, 08 does not happen. But you had these peanut heads leveraging the same products at 10, 20 to 1, and good night. And of course, we bailed their arses out. And they all became billionaires since. Well, we got 0% interest on our savings. How's that? We got penalized. The crooks got rewarded. We got penalized. The crooks got rewarded. And you wonder. What has me worried? So we're just letting you know that the central banks have to do what they're doing because they know if they lose the markets, the leverage in the system that they didn't create but enabled once again makes 08 look like a picnic. But in the meantime, They did their thing yesterday, they changed their stance again, basically telegraphing they are going to lower rates, move the stock markets, and basically, as we always tell you, we'll see what the outcome is. Right now, they did the job again today. You know, back and forth, back and forth, but closed on the high. And amazingly, and I must tell you, I've seen everything, the type of moves I have seen up and down in leading growth names that they just blasted the smithereens in the last few days and just brought them all back up a certain extent, some more than others, amazes even me. And as I have told you, I've seen it all. I've seen it all. An Adobe, Adobe, goes from 272 to 257 in a day, back up in a day and a half. For example, more on the markets. Up next, this is Investor's Edge. You are listening to. What are, what, are what are we waiting for? One, two, ready, now. go! The investors Edge with Gary <laughs> and welcome once again to Investors Edge. And by the way, I don't say those things to scare you. It's what I really do believe, and, and none of it is. It's not an opinion that we have twenty-two trillion of debt. It's not an opinion that we have trillion-dollar deficits. It's not an opinion that we have an out-of-control government and government spending. It's not an opinion what the central banks have done here and around the globe. These are all factual, all facts, not, not to be argued. The only thing to be argued is what's the outcome. We do know they did the same thing before the bubble burst in 2008, just not as big. And Remember what I said to you about the, the credit card. If you keep getting bigger and bigger credit cards to pay for the last credit card, you can go infinitum and infinitum and infinitum and infinitum on going into debt until they stop coming or till something happens. In the case of 08, the real estate bubble popped. And there was nothing they could do to stop it. So now the question is, what is going to be the cause this time? We know it's going to happen, but maybe from 40,000 Dow. It may be from 35, maybe 30, maybe tomorrow. We are just letting you know it's there. And what really tells me it's there is nobody gives a crap. Why? Markets. Remember our motto. It's a simple motto. Everything's fine as long as markets are cooperating. And that's what the Fed knows. Everything's fine as long as the markets are cooperating. Everything's cool. That, Deficits, psh asset bubbles, psh nah. 'Cause the market. But the, shouldn't you it tell you there's an issue when every time the market gets in trouble, they put on their cape and do their thing? Again, none of this is opinion. It's fact. And Wall Street doesn't give a crap. They didn't give a crap back in a way. We save their butts. No one went to jail. You know how many crimes were committed by Wall Street people in 06, 07, 08? Tons. CEOs on down. The machas of machas. And not one. And not only did they not go to jail, but they've made billions ever since. I know one guy that just committed out-and-out securities violations up the yin-yang and got promoted to CEO. So again, that's why the Fed does what they do. And I'm 100% certain. And we'll take it as it comes. Remember, we will not rationalize price. We know markets can go farther and farther and farther, especially with the easy money and the printed money and the 0% rates and the... the, the, You got the point. The story today, and let me just... Shopify, SHOP up 18, Trade Desk up 7, T T D Roku up 7, ROKU, Paycom up 7, PAYC, MasterCard up 7. These things were all getting hit and getting hit hard as hell. And poof. On just a few words from the central bank, up. We're no longer patient. We can lo- we can lower rates to meet inflation expectations and make sure every... And boom. Gary, how do you deal with that? Answer is, not easy. Because you're constantly having to look over your shoulders. And then you add in the Trump. The tariff addiction and sorry that, that's what I'm calling it now it's a tariff addiction oh uh, uh, the country did that tariff what, what did that country do tariff what's the problem tariff what tariff Mets lost last night tariff and it's finally good to see Republicans having a crap fit they said they're going to vote him down so finally some Republicans get it if they ever put 25% tariffs on well hell's going to break loose Whatever good Trump has done will be undone before you can say boo, and he will be out of the presidency next year. That's why I know we're not going to 25% tariff on Mexico. No way. We ain't going to 20. We ain't going to 15. We ain't going to 10. We may go five, but it will stop right there. Why? President Trump watches the markets like a hawk, and even he knows what that means. So just letting you know the lay of the land – Ain't easy. A lot of noise. I mean, we're not even, we're just talking tariffs. There's other things going on too. But pay attention. The good news is major indices are back above the 200-day moving average right now. That needs to continue. By the way, by the hair of their chinny-chin-chin above the 200-day. Not the Russell 2000 though. And not the transports. So not everything. Have a great evening. Drive carefully. Can't give you a basketball pick because I don't know who's playing too many injuries. And when you get home, do like I do, simple procedure. Make sure you hug your children. Night-night, all. This clean edit of Investor's Edge created by Stu Lander. Follow me at twitter.com slash s-t-o-o-l-a-n-d-e-r.